0: Lori Hernandez is making her voice heard. We all have a very big voice, and we plan on using it. Now, why are you voting? And how are you going to make sure your vote is counted? There are lots of questions this year, like how to register, vote by mail, and how to safely vote in person. That's why Facebook created the Voting Information Center. Get information from election authorities and experts at facebook.com slash voting info And don't miss the new podcast from iHeartRadio and Facebook called Why I'm Voting. iHeartRadio's Why I'm Voting Countdown to Election Day. Your vote is your vote you place
1: your left hand on the bay of Bible and raise your right hand and repeat after me I do solemnly swear we the jury find the defendant not guilty Protest in Ferguson and around the country. It makes no
0: sense. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Judge, you are the last line of reason in this case. Every one of us took an oath of office
1: and we're sworn to uphold the Constitution.
0: From Tenderfoot TV in Atlanta, this is Sworn. I'm your host, Philip Holloway. Sworn is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites just with one click. Then, their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job, better than anybody else. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the candidates to find you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get qualified candidates in just 24 hours. There's no juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. It's free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com sworn. That's ZipRecruiter.com Sworn. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com Sworn.
1: Every human being on the face of this earth wants to know why I haven't solved this case.
0: Hey guys, Philip Holloway, your host of Sworn. You're listening to part two of The Lake Oconee Murders. In the last episode, we got the chance to talk to a reporter for the Atlanta Journal and Constitution who's covered this case for the past three years. We also talked to an expert in solving cold cases and Putnam County Sheriff Howard Sills, who is still in charge of this case. Sheriff Sills offered to open up his case files for the very first time ever to anyone outside law enforcement exclusively for The Sworn Podcast. So Payne Lindsay and I took a drive out to Lake Oconee to meet with Sheriff Sills. The first thing he did was show us a detailed PowerPoint presentation with never before seen photographs from the crime scene. And today, we're gonna to share with you what we learned from seeing what was in those case files firsthand.
1: We've used this with other law enforcement agencies only. This has never been shown to the public. We brought in other law enforcement officers to look at this scene and stuff like that to get their ideas and things of that nature. So this is the first time anybody outside of law enforcement ever seen that. This is the Derman residence on Carolyn Drive in the Great Waters uh, section of Reynolds Plantation here in Putnam County out on Lake Oconee. This is the Mailbox from the entrance to the house. This house really, as you can see, can't be seen from the street very much other than the view of the garage, basically, from the end of the cul-de-sac.
0: It sits at the back of a cove. It was really secluded. It was at the end of a cul-de-sac. There was a neighbor only on one side. It was a fairly normal house, and there really wasn't anything about the residence itself that caused it to stand out.
1: This was a walkway from the house down to the dock and the lake itself.
0: When were these pictures taken?
1: These pictures were taken the day of the day the bodies were discovered, which was the Tuesday. We think this happened on about Saturday, May the 3rd or 4th of 2014. The bodies were discovered the following Tuesday. And so these photographs were taken the day of the, the bodies were discovered. This doormat was originally of interest to us, and that stain there was obviously of interest to us, but it turned out not to be. It looks
0: reddish in color, but it's not blood. It's not
1: blood. And the people who found them were on the porch there when we drove up.
0: Who was Uh, it that found them?
1: These are two friends of theirs, another couple, a married couple, that were contemporaries of theirs. I don't think they were quite as old as the Dermans. The Dermans were, Mr. Derman was 88, his wife was 87, now this is a Kentucky Derby party that was within the gates of this community, and, and they didn't show up. And one of the couples who were friends of them called over there just you know see if they were okay. And they didn't live right next door, but they only lived two miles away, I guess at the most. And they didn't answer the phone, you know. And then they called back on Monday a couple of times. They didn't answer the phone. And then on Tuesday morning they decided they'd ride over there, and so they were on the porch. And they had gone in the kitchen door, which off that screen porch, which was not locked. They'd walked into the house. They were familiar with the home. They went and opened the door from the kitchen into the garage, looked, saw both cars were there. Mr. Derman drove a Lincoln Town car, older model Lincoln Town car, and his wife had a Lexus SUV Saw both the cars there, assumed they were there, and then went around inside the house, walked all through the house looking for them, didn't find them. And then eventually the man walked down into the garage. The garage is a little lower, about three steps down from the kitchen. This is literally as it was. And if
0: you were to have opened the the front of the garage, you would have, you have been able to see Mr. Yes, Durman?
1: absolutely.
0: Did it look like anybody had been through the rest of the house? No,
1: it did not. There was no, the house, to a great extent, looked almost staged, as you will see.
0: We're looking at now a picture, a closer picture of the dock. Was there anything like, Blood on the dock or any trace evidence that you were able to find? No, absolutely none. Were cadaver dogs brought in or anything like that? cadaver
1: dogs were brought in. We searched that cove. We brought in the most sophisticated equipment we could get for viewing on the bottom of the lake, and we searched this cove extensively, this cove. We looked at every inch of it. We drug it initially, if you know what I'm talking about, with drag
0: hooks. As a former police officer and prosecutor and criminal lawyer, I've made a living out of reviewing police work. Sheriff Sills really did seem to have covered all of his bases. He scoured the entire surrounding lake and the cove outside the Dermans' residence. They brought in cadaver dogs. They even traced Mr. Dermans' last steps. Right down to his grocery list for the day.
1: We know exactly what time he went into the grocery store. I've got video of him going into the grocery store. I know exactly what time he got those prescriptions. I got video of him there. I know exactly what time he went to the bank and I have video of him there. The last time anybody saw them for sure was on Thursday. Thursday afternoon, he went to the bank, he went to Publix, got those prescriptions filled. Got a loaf of bread and some cucumbers. They had an alarm system that was functional, but obviously there was no alarm that went on at the time. The alarm was not activated at this time. That's when you walk into their kitchen, a little breakfast area, that's exactly what you see.
0: It looks like really just anybody's garden variety, living room, kitchen area. It reminds me a lot of like, my house, With I see some newspapers out on the counter. Some
1: That's the local eating and paper right there. Maybe a few pieces
0: of mail on the other counter. Sales for
1: sure. There was some mail that was to be mailed, uh, Netflix. There's medications you see on the counter. Mrs. Derman was scheduled to have cataract surgery the next week.
0: Thursday was the last time he was seen, and he was found on a Tuesday. Correct. Tell us what happens to a human body if it's— Dead for four days.
1: Well, the decomposition begins immediately. Now, we were, in some respects, we were fortunate in this situation because that garage is air-conditioned and climate-controlled, so we didn't have the same level of decomposition we would have had if it had not been.
0: Did that help you determine with any degree of accuracy how long they had been dead before they were discovered?
1: It was consistent with the time frame we believed they were killed. I'm pretty sure this happened on Saturday. We have reasons for that. One, there was some email on that laptop that was sent. We know what time it was sent on Friday. And Mrs. Derman had completed, you'll see it later in one of the other slides, she had completed the crossword puzzle in the USA Today newspaper. Now, the Saturday USA newspaper actually comes on Friday, Friday afternoon. And her family says she normally did it in the morning. Decomposition, the newspaper, email on the laptop, all of those things narrowed our window
0: down pretty much to Friday or Saturday. Despite the lack of traceable forensic evidence, other than the headless body of Mr. Derman, Sheriff Sills was able to determine that the approximate time of his death was Saturday, May the 3rd. But here's the thing to remember— The Putnam County Sheriff's Office did not receive any 911 call about this until Tuesday, May the 6th. That's three days later.
1: That door, if you go to the kitchen, that door there that you see open, that was not open when the people found them. They left it open when they discovered the body.
0: So that brings up a point that I want to talk about we try to protect crime scenes from people entering and leaving crime scenes. In this situation, before you were able to secure the crime scene, there was at least some degree of contamination. In this particular crime scene,
1: there was so little things disturbed here, you know what I'm talking about, things like that, that the fact that they'd walked out there did not jeopardize anything much from a forensic standpoint. We put enough fingerprint powder in that house to fill the back of a pickup truck. And contrary to what people think about, you know, my 43-plus year career, you know how many foot cases I've solved with a fingerprint? One. (laughs) Trust me, we pulled a lot of prints, but as far as an identifiable print or an atheist-quality print, no, sir, it wasn't there. You know, these people were wealthy but frugal. If you back up one, they were using uh, 2003 calendars for notes.
0: Since we're narrating this, this is a like a three-ring or two-ring sort of flip calendar. It's, it's 2003, and it's the date on it is January 15th. So we're now in 2014. May of 14th. And they're using this old calendar to write themselves notes. This has a person's name yeah, and phone number on it we noticed small notes that they had written to one another as reminders of things that they were going to do. One thing stood out, and that was a man's name and a man's phone number. As it turned out, that name and number belonged to a concrete contractor. Mr. Derman had planned on fixing a crack in their driveway, but he never got the chance to call the man. Sheriff Sills said that the concrete man had been interviewed and subsequently vetted and was ruled out. As you can see, the house is just immaculate immaculate in every way. Nothing
1: is disturbed in any manner.
0: There wasn't a single thing that seemed to be out
1: of place at all. Just look at it. I mean, it's just immaculate. There was money in the credit cards, money in the purse. Any evidence
0: of anything being stolen? No,
1: not that we know of. You know, there's a nice watch laying there.
0: Is it like a Rolex or something?
1: There are Rolexes there. The closets are immaculate. Uh, This is going down the stairs. Now, this is the den area on the ground floor. Huge liquor cabinet full of all kinds of whiskeys and things.
0: If this was simply a burglary gone wrong, you would think there would be some signs of a disturbance. And, of course, some stolen property. We saw jewelry. We saw expensive things just laying around. There were Rolex watches there, but nothing seemed to have been taken.
1: They led a very simple life, actually, a very simple life all things considered. She played bridge in the local bridge club. Uh, They went to uh, a non-denominational
0: community church. We had yet to see any signs of a struggle, or even a murder for that matter. But as pictures of the Dermans' garage began to appear on the screen, I could tell this was getting more ominous, and Sheriff Sills prepared us for what was about to come.
1: The garage was a little bit of a lower level. And so when the people who found them, when they first opened that door, that's what they saw.
0: Which is nothing. You see the two cars, and you see the garage doors closed. The cars look very clean. It's a hell of a lot cleaner than my garage is at my house.
1: When the man, who
0: found Mr. Durman's body.
1: When he saw that, he walks on down. And as you will see, this is what you'd see.
0: Oh, my. This is... I, I just... I'm speechless.
1: When I walked back there and I saw that body there and then I didn't see the head. I was scared that I was going to be sitting here three years later not knowing who did this.
0: When's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth? With Quip's new smart electric toothbrush, good habits can earn you great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. The Quip Smart Toothbrush for adults and kids connects to the Quip app with Bluetooth. You can track when and how well you brush and get tips to improve your habits. You can also earn points for daily brushing and bonus points for completing challenges. Plus, you'll get your brush head, toothpaste and floss refills delivered starting at only $5 and shipping is free. How smart is that? Join over 5 million mouths who use Quip and save hundreds compared to other Bluetooth brushes when you get a Quip Smart Toothbrush for just $45. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today. Go to getquip.com sworn right now to get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash sworn. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash sworn. Quip better oral health made simple and rewarding. Thousands of people seeking home security get ripped off each and every day, and the home security industry wants you to believe that it's your only option. They've got hordes of salesmen out there trying to scare you into signing one of their long-term contracts. You get stuck writing huge checks month after month with no way out. It's robbery by contract, folks, and it can cost you thousands. But there's a better way to protect your home Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has no contracts and no commitments. None. You'll get award winning 24 7 protection named Best in the Industry. Security professionals watching over your home, ready to instantly send the police. And Simply Safe is just $14.99 a month. That's less than half of what most companies charge protect your home and your family the smart way. Visit simplysafe.com/sworn to check out Simply Safe's new high definition camera and get 10% off your order. That's simplysafe.com/sworn for 10% off your home security system. simplysafe.com/sworn. So what we're seeing here from a from my perspective is a corpse i see a a a short sleeve shirt looks like cotton Uh, it looks like short pants with a design on them barefoot i see no head i see that it is not exactly a a sever wound as if you would expect someone to have been executed with like a guillotine style it looks more like of something that was taken off in a much more crude manner i see some towels laying to the side of the left arm and i see lots of blood and dried blood what appears to be dried blood uh around the body it looks like the body may be laying on top of a bathrobe is that right sheriff and I see off to the right, is that a pair of shoes or flip-flops?
1: A pair of L.L. Bean slippers. Slippers.
0: Looks like the right foot has been dragged through a pool of blood for maybe a foot or so, foot and a half. And it's very obvious from looking at this picture that that is not where he died. And the towels off to the left look like they appear to be there for maybe the purpose of keeping the blood from flowing out underneath the garage door.
1: It was, cl- it was clear to me that's what it was, because you can see the way the blood, when it came out of the body as it drained out there, uh, it, uh, they thought that it would go underneath the door and would be exposed. I think at some point in time, maybe the body was propped up against that car or fell back against, the, dropped against that car.
0: I see here now we're we're looking behind the Lincoln which was his car and this this is a few feet away from the body it looks like a um pool of blood there that's you know roughly the size of a head and it looks like maybe a head was placed there and blood drained out of it well, is that it's, possible it's
1: bigger that's bigger than a head but something like that was Put there on the floor. Obviously, it was. Uh, you'll see these other blood spots. They don't, they don't have tails
0: because of the condition of the blood surrounding Mr. Durman's body in the garage. It was apparent that he was decapitated after he died, and the reason we know that is because if you sever someone's head, you're going to sever some major arteries that go to the brain, and when the heart's beating it will literally spurt blood for several feet away from where the arteries are severed. If he'd have been
1: alive, it would have been like a garden hose. I mean, I've seen hogs, I mean, I've seen animals slaughtered, and it's quite, quite dramatic, and that's not present. You can see it was a very neat cut around the neck, almost like they used the
0: T-shirt as a guide. There was no such arterial spurting evident whatsoever, it was just like blood was simply draining out as if water from a bathtub. After looking at these gruesome and savage pictures of Mr. Derman's headless body, the sheriff showed us Mrs. Derman's body.
1: This is Mrs. Derman's body as I've just literally picked that body up and put it on the front of that body. personally? Well, sure.
0: Who else would have done it? Keep in mind, she had been missing for 10 days— Ten days after Mr. Derman's body was discovered, two fishermen found her floating in the lake about six miles away.
1: I already had my patrol boat was already out there. I got this boat from DNR because it had a low freeboard, if you know what I'm talking about, because I knew I had to pull this body up. And I needed something as low as I could get to. Uh, and there's Miss Derman's body, fully clothed, uh, typical attire, shoes on, shoes tied. Ligatures around the feet. Right. That's where it was tied. And that mesh bag you see to the right contained uh, two
0: 30-pound concrete blocks. Whoever did this had tied cement blocks around her legs, they had tied her feet together, and she sunk to the bottom of the lake in about 60 feet of water. The body came up face down
1: and lodged up against one of these trees. So it actually caught on it like this. Up until this point in time... I was working under the likely assumption that Mrs. Derman had been abducted. Now, one of two things happened. Up until this time, Mrs. Durman had been abducted. That's what we thought. Or number two, uh, Mrs. Derman was a party to the crime of killing her husband. Now, that was highly unlikely given their length of marriage and age and things like that. I, I was pretty confident that an 87-year-old woman didn't cut that man's head off, but she wasn't anywhere to be found, but the fact that her purse there, her car was there, stuff like that, we, we, were, work, we were very aggressively, we had our picture on billboards, electronic billboards all over the country, uh, and lookouts and things like that, uh, looking for her, uh, working her, working it as at least at, when this, we, we stopped that investigation, we stopped what we were doing, and now we're, we're back to not thinking the perpetrator has her.
0: Whoever sent her to the bottom of the lake clearly didn't think she would ever come up, but she did. And the reason that she did is that when the human body decomposes, the cells begin to release gases, and the gases build up underneath the skin, and the body becomes bloated. It looks like a large balloon, and eventually, even with 60 pounds of weight, the body will rise.
1: I'm fairly confident that her body was disposed of by water the location where it was disposed of, where it was recovered, you couldn't get to it by land, and there was no bridge or anything. She had had radical mastectomy, and she had a uh,
0: prosthetic breast. All of that was on. She was fully clothed. She had dressed for her day. She had on a shirt. She had pants, her shoes. Her shoes were tied. She had clearly dressed for her day, and whatever happened to her— was clearly something that she wasn't expecting when you put all this together, what it tells us is that at the time of the murder, Mrs. Derman was likely awake, and that this did not happen in the middle of the night, but it likely happened during the day. Tell me this, sheriff, do we know if Miss Derman was alive when she was put in the lake?
1: No, she was dead. How do we know that pathological certainty uh, there's no she did not die as a result of drowning.
0: How did she die?
1: Result of trauma, blunt force trauma to
0: the head. One other key thing to understand about Mrs. Derman is that she did not die from drowning. We saw photographs that are seared in my brain forever. She suffered multiple deep blows from a blunt instrument to her head. Two things going on here, and that's
1: that's why I've always thought there's certainly more than one person. we got two different scenes going on here some sort of way.
0: wanted to go ahead and introduce you to the new Sleep Number 360 smart bed, just like my friends at Sleep Number have recently introduced me to it. This is one amazing bed, and I can't tell you how easy this in-store experience was. Just like all their Sleep Number beds, the Sleep Number 360 lets you choose what your ideal firmness and support is on each side of the bed. The bed senses your every move throughout the night, and it automatically adjusts to you so that you stay sleeping comfortable throughout the night. Of course, it's easy to understand why 91% of owners recommend Sleep Number. Their beds cost about the same as a traditional mattress, and they last twice as long. Now, that's just smart. I can't wait to find out what my Sleep Number setting is going to be, and I can't wait to find out how much more my Sleep Number IQ is going to go up. Visit sleepnumber.com. Of course, you can also go to any one of the 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide, But if you go to sleepnumber.com, you can find that store near you and go in and ask them not only about the Sleep Number 360 smart bed, but about 48-month financing. And be sure, by the way, to tell them that I sent you, Philip Holloway from Sworn. When's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth? With Quip's new Smart Electric Toothbrush, good habits can earn you great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. The Quip Smart Toothbrush for adults and kids connects to the Quip app with Bluetooth. You can track when and how well you brush and get tips to improve your habits. You can also earn points for daily brushing and bonus points for completing challenges. Plus, you'll get your brush head, toothpaste, and floss refills delivered starting at only $5 and shipping is free. How smart is that? Join over 5 million mouths who use Quip and save hundreds compared to other Bluetooth brushes when you get a Quip smart toothbrush for just $45. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today. Go to getquip.com/sworn right now to get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com/sworn. That's spelled G E T QUIP.com slash sworn. Quip Better oral health made simple and rewarding. There seems to be at least two different things going on here two separate murders and their bodies in different places. The sheriff seemed very confident. That there was more than one person involved in these murders, and I agree with him. After the sheriff showed us this PowerPoint presentation, which was a broad overview, we stepped back into his office for a little while, and he shared some more candid thoughts on what kind of person or persons was responsible for these murders.
1: A professional killer will come in your house with a 22 or a 22 Magnum and shoot you in the head and leave. And they're not going to cut your damn head off. There's more than one person here. You see what I'm saying? There's more, there's more than one. I, there's, I, I've been, I think there's more than two people. Every human being on the f- face of this earth wants to know why I haven't solved this
0: case. The Great Waters community where the Dermans lived is a fairly affluent and wealthy neighborhood. To get inside, you have to go through a gate where you're greeted by an attendant. Unless you have some business being there or you're a resident yourself, you can't simply stroll into this neighborhood unfortunately, during the time of these murders, the security cameras at the front gate were not working. Apparently, a recent lightning storm had fried the computers just a few days before the murders.
1: There had been a storm 18 days or 28 days earlier. I can't remember. There had been a storm. When you went into the guard shack, it was one of those situations where you saw it on the wall, you know, but it hadn't recorded and it hadn't recorded since the day of that storm.
0: Next up, Sheriff Sills offered to drive us out to the Dermans' property in the Great Waters community of Lake Oconee. So we piled in his truck, and we headed towards the lake.
1: Oh, yeah? And he knows a lot of people all over the state trying to see
0: the During the car ride, Sheriff Sills opened up a little more with us, and he shared more details about this crime. If the head was taken to hide evidence, Sheriff? What kind of evidence could potentially be Bad. in or
1: on that head? BNA or, or, or a bullet. If you're in a fight and you're hitting somebody, your, your hands are going to get cuts. That's just a fact. And so, you know, maybe your blood's on that person's head, you know, or maybe you shot them. Maybe there's a, a bullet. Maybe you've got some weird odd gun that not many of talked to Georgia Power, talked to hydrologists at the University of Georgia. Everybody said that that body wouldn't have moved once it started
0: coming up more than a hundred yards or so. After having multiple experts throughout the world weigh in on the conditions of the lake, the water's current, hydrologists, they determined that her body could not have floated downstream for five and a half or six miles. So this means that whoever disposed of Mrs. Durman's body, they did so by way of a boat. And we're coming up on a manned garden house.
1: Hello. Sheriff sales. Thank
0: you. This is a very planned community. Every, every Even though Sheriff Sills is left with few leads in this case, there is one vital piece of information that he had been holding back from the public for a while an eyewitness account.
1: Do you think who they saw is involved in this? I do. And that was in broad daylight. I do.
0: Wow. A neighbor happened to see a white male walking around the Dermans' property during the day on Saturday. And that was the day that the Dermans were likely murdered. Given the publicity that surrounded this case,
1: anyone who was there for a legitimate reason would have come forward. So that's the
0: guy right
1: there. I mean, we, we interviewed over 200 people simultaneously here one day. I brought in 20 FBI agents and how many detectives from
0: maybe 60 detectives? Sheriff right Sills believes that this person is without a doubt involved in these murders. You look right back through there, you see that white pickup truck, there's a lawn back there. You see what I'm saying?
1: And there's a view back in the woods, you can see the Durman house from back there. Not clearly now, I want to stress to you, not. kind of like looking here. See this house over here, right. see that foliage? Uh-huh. If somebody was walking through there right now, you could see them. Right. you may not
0: get a clear. No,
1: the lady. It's like as I said, it's not what. It's not what she couldn't see that was important. You know, that made me know she was telling the truth.
0: I think the key to solving this is identifying the person seen in that yard.
1: Certainly, the key to solving this is I need somebody that knows something to give me a call. I'll talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime about this guy. You've got two, two or more people out here, in my opinion, that committed a heinous crime. And by God, they need to be caught. And they need to be punished.
0: To this day... The Lake Oconee murders is by far one of the most frustrating and perplexing unsolved murder cases in America. The sheriff sincerely hopes that by keeping this case alive in the public and in the media, that someone somewhere out there may have information and will come forward. If anyone out there has any information about the murder of Mr. and Mrs. Dermond, please contact local law enforcement or the Putnam County Sheriff's Office
1: at 706-485-8557. My DA's going to seek death penalty. I can tell you that right now. This is what we do, the death penalty in Putnam County. The Oak Mugger Judicial Circuit, we know how to do a death penalty. And uh, that what will be on the table in this case.
0: Born is produced by Tenderfoot TV in Atlanta. Story, production, and sound design by Payne Lindsay. Executive producers Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. And if you haven't yet, please check out our sister podcast Up and Vanished, that follows the investigation into the disappearance of Georgia high school teacher and beauty queen Tara Grinstead. Up and Vanished is available now on Apple Podcasts. Sworn is mixed and mastered by Resonate Recordings. If you're in the market for podcast production, go to ResonateRecordings.com to get your first episode produced for free. I'd like to give a very special thank you to Putnam County Sheriff Howard Sills and to John Dawes and to Christian Boone. And last but not least, I want to thank you, the listeners, for making Sworn the number one podcast on iTunes before it was officially released. If you haven't already... Please head over to iTunes now to subscribe, rate, and review Sworn. And make sure you check us out online at swornpodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Sworn Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me, your host, Philip Holloway, at Phil Holloway Esq. on Twitter. I want to tell you all about a new show, Hellstrom, the Hulu original horror series. Hellstrom was produced by Marvel Television and is based on characters from the Marvel Comics. Right in time for Halloween, it's a mature, suspenseful, mysterious, scary, action-packed series. It's the story of two broken children who were estranged and raised separately, becoming two very different people. All episodes of Hellstrom are streaming now only on Hulu.